Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Haunted History Chronicles. Before I explain who we have as two special guests today, just a reminder to check out the links within each podcast description. There you will find all social media links as well as the website for both Haunted History Chronicles as well as any guests that feature in episodes. Following us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, signing up to the website newsletter is a great way to support the podcast and follow what others are doing within the field. So if you haven't already, why not come on over to avoid missing out on posts and information? So now let's get started with today's episode. Joining me today are Gina and Victoria, the ladies behind Haunted History BC, who featured on some previous episodes here on the podcast. They are firm friends and people I admire for their work as writers and investigators within the paranormal field. These ladies have won Heritage Awards for their efforts in promoting the history hauntings, legends and folklore that BC has to offer. It is this passion and desire in celebrating the stories Canada has to share that has seen them published in many of the feminine macabre publications, as well as the morbid curious created by Troy Taylor. And now they have their own book, Evenings and Avenues, Hauntings in the Outskirts, that we're going to be diving into today, as well as catching up. So, let's get started and say hi to Gina and Victoria. Hi ladies, thank you again for joining me today. How are you both? Hi Michelle, doing very good. Hi, yes, we're thrilled to be back again. It's been a while. (laughs) A lot's happened since the last time we've talked, one of which is this super special project that is sitting right in front of me that we're going to dive into. Um, Before we talk about the book, do you want to just tell us anything else that you've been up to? Because, you know, life has been very busy for you both. You've been up to a lot. Yeah. Well, we're really glad um, that things finally um, opened up. That was the one yes. thing. We were just waiting for certain things to open up so that we could also even just locally do a little bit of traveling, feeling safe. So that's been really mm-hmm. nice because we have been able to go to some haunted historic and spooky locations that have been very very exciting so Mm -hmm. that's been one thing is just to get back out there and to get back out there with people that we know which is great and yeah so that's been that's part of the research so of course you know it's it kind of brings you a little bit closer to the place you're writing about if you can actually physically experience it and with all the all the bells and whistles so right and we were actually able to i would say satisfy some of our our like a bucket list we had some of the locations Mm -hmm. we wanted to visit um at the time during the pandemic they were closed so now they've already slowly gradually opened up and uh we were able to visit a few more local sites just around here so it was fantastic yeah we were surprised how many people were open to actually us doing a little bit of ghost hunting so a lot of them said like Yes. yes after hours like if it was a museum they said yeah we'll close and you guys can you know, have a couple hours. So we were really kind of appreciative of all the um, heritage sites, like allowing us to do that too, just for our, you know, Absolutely. curiosity and just to have some fun. And yeah, right. no, it's been I great. Think, yeah. Last time when we were on the podcast with you, um, we were more doing the research and the historic side of stuff, but yeah, exactly. So we got a chance to do a little bit more ghost hunting. This oh time. yeah, we yeah, did a little bit. Go. Yeah. A little Good. bit more. So we have a little bit better equipment too. I mean, we don't have anything crazy, but just, um, yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit nicer. We have a, few five or six different things we can use so yeah it's exciting and have you been to any one particular place recently to, for an investigation that has just been 
a dream to explore and to and to investigate yes, we had a couple but um especially um overland the mansion. overland mansion it's a local mansion here probably about like uh half an hour to 40 yes. minutes away from where we live um on the outskirts of vancouver so that's about maybe 20 minutes outside of vancouver in a place called burnaby bc so we went to overland and that was an interesting experience so we had um, made sure that we organized it so we were meeting somebody there. We yeah, were meeting we had a fellow. Special, we had special arrangements. Yeah, we had right? special yeah. arrangement. He said, "Yeah, I'll meet you guys there." So we pull up and everything, and we see a couple cars. So we kind of figured, and we've never been in there before, so we didn't know what to expect, whether it was open and had people on site or whatever. But um, we pulled up and actually thought we heard people inside, mm-hmm. like you know, through the doors, and we thought, "Oh, well, there must be people." You know, we but usually our typical thing is not to go in right away. We arrive pretty early, and so we can take pictures of the outside. And we were kind of roaming around, um, taking pictures of the outside. I was in the back of the house, and at one point, as I was in the back, I saw a like a person go from left to right in a big bay window. So I thought, "Oh, they must be in there, kind of like waiting for getting us, ready like, for yeah. us, like turning on the lights, and maybe." So I thought, "Well, maybe we should kind of make ourselves known and go to the front and kind of ring the bell and let them know we're here." So we went around to the front of the house and we rang the doorbell. We kind of sit there, sit there, and wait and wait nobody's answering the door and it kind of looks dark in there but so I ring the doorbell again and nothing's happening so I thought well there's got to be somebody in there we heard people in there and I had I thought I heard women yes talking, talking. Laughing, so we like kind of through a window yeah and yeah. initially I had been in touch with a couple of uh pr- people in the office who were women who responded and said you know this fellow will let you in and stuff so we thought oh it must be the people on site but when nobody was answering I decided to call the guy we were expecting he said yeah I'm just like about five minutes away and I'm not there yet. So I thought <laughs> that was our first really strange thing. I mean, we looking back on it, we had to sort of think back and then yeah. it was even weirder. Cause at first we thought we didn't think anything of it really overtly, but then, you know, then it's all made sense after we had some other events inside. So. Well, we took some photos when we were in there. Yes. We were and inside. I remember too, um, our whole concept was to look at more the architecture of the building. Yeah. The fixtures. So we were taking pictures and, the, yeah, and the whatnot. And then Gina, she usually will snap some action shots of me too. Like when I'm just investigating, investigating something. And um, so as we were reviewing our photographs, she noted some sort of like an orb or orb looking you know, a little speck kind of on your mm, photograph. Yeah. And we thought, well, what is that? And it kept following me throughout the building. And then later on, we were in the, I guess it was like a dining room or parlor area. Mm-hmm. And there's like, um, by the bay window, there was like a cushion over there. And I'm just like fixated more on the fixtures, like on the chandeliers, taking photographs there too. And Gina captured me in action, looking at this, this light. And um, it was like a chandelier or something. Mm, yeah. And like um, a sconce or something. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she noted again that there was like this misty looking figure that which appeared to look like a young girl just sitting we'll there. We'll send it to you because we can see her like her little shoes. And yes. that's the creepy part is like you can really see the like the little shoes like sort of with like some sort of little decoration or something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of eerie. Yeah. That's is. fascinating. And we never, and we didn't, of course, we never see these things when we're on site because we take so many photos, you sort of have to scroll back and look at everything. And then you're like, oh my gosh. And And then even when I took pictures of the outside, when I was in the back of the house, I did get a picture of what looked like sort of 
a male figure inside. Like you don't see any features, but you see like the outline of somebody who was like almost looked like they were standing inside that area. So yeah, it was really strange. That was like probably one of the mo- most like active places that we've been that when thinking back, we thought, holy smokes, there's, and then when we started researching and reading, people do see like a little girl wearing white That's people right. see a, you know, then we were putting two and two together and oh my gosh, it's oh, really. And they also um, reported hearing a man coughing. Sometimes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We didn't hear anything, but mm-hmm. we just caught like some things and that silhouette that you found. And then you kept thinking um, when you were taking pictures, you visibly with the naked eye kept seeing like flashes in front, which was something we normally don't experience. Like we've never experienced that before. And I thought at the time it might've been a speck of dust or maybe a, like a bug or some sort of insect. You kept seeing that something was kind of And then around that time, when we started reviewing your photographs again, then we saw what looked like an orb. Yeah. And it's not like a perfectly round, but it's also not like a dust or a piece of, no, it's like, you can see there's something, Mm -hmm. there's something there, but yeah, no, it was really exciting place that kind of definitely had a vibe. Mm -hmm, Sounds intriguing. Sure there. Yes. And we had a lot of um, EMF activity too. So at one point we were standing there, we even passed the EMF from hand to hand. Like I passed it to my sister and she kind of had it. And so it was kind of going off like pretty profoundly at that moment, which we usually don't have it like going off to like, if you pass it along to somebody and they start walking to different, you know, like in that one pretty concentrated location, but pretty wide area, you know, it was going off in that same parlor, like where we got all the other stuff. So something was there, it's known to be really haunted. So, and there's a staircase that people say that they've seen and heard stuff on. And, you know, we didn't experience the staircase necessarily, but there's a lot of, I mean, it's a huge place. So, and it's at this point, empty and sort of abandoned like Mm -hmm. people do use it for events a lot of filming goes on there but definitely was fascinating that was probably the best several activities several things happening all at once all at once yeah Yeah. because sometimes you get like one or two and you're kind of not sure like you could say like maybe it could be maybe it isn't but yeah all together though those moments when different things happen simultaneously are the most exciting things because they really are absolutely you know it it happens so infrequently to have so many things occurring at once, different, you know, different kind of sensations, feelings, but when sure. your equipment is also doing things at the same time. Oh yeah. Or you just can't help but can't help but think that there's something going on. You know, it's incredible those moments. Oh yeah. I- and we really took it for granted when we heard the voices because we just saw cars parked <laughs> like in the little parking lot, right. like right next to the place. So we just thought for sure that there's just there's just people in there and then later we thought well how strange that we heard the voices and all of that stuff going on because there was nobody in there so that was like one of those movie moments we're like oh okay somebody's in there and then you then you realize that oh no nobody's there yet because the guy's not even there so (laughs) whoops okay we heard something but I love that you are you know getting out there and you're researching these things and, and investigating these things in your in your local community and the fact that you know they're coming through into your pieces of writing, not just for the your own book that you've created and is out there. And again, I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But for all these other things that you're being published in, um, I just think it's it's fantastic fantastic that you're showcasing Canada and and your local community in the way that you do because we have a lot of you know different types of paranormal TV shows and and books and authors and podcasters and and we have 
magazines and we have all of these things that I don't think I've seen anything really from Canada in the there same way. No, and I don't know why. Things up here too, like that have, do get into the For production sure. event side of it. And, you know, we, um, the, the people who appear in um, the paranormal picnic section of our book, Mm-hmm. Um, the paranormal road trippers, we've gone with them on some investigations and, but they're really good. They have a lot of skills. And yeah. They and they go to some super historic locations, like in, into the interior of BC where there's gold rush history and there's, you know, old courthouses. And in fact, we're going to be going with them on location in October for four days. We're going to be in this yeah. remote part of BC, like where, where there's an old courthouse and a haunted theater and all of that. So we're going to be, Looking forward to that we're really looking sure. forward to that because that's going to be so super different than what we've done before. But, you know, there's a lot of teams up here that have some knowledge and that actually, you know, know how to also produce some really good um, material and videos and some catch some really good evidence. So, and yeah, we were surprised too. We've come on several podcasts. Um, recently, we were um, on Ghost Magnet and then we were on uh, Sixth Sense uh, Society podcast. And they um, we were the first Canadian teams that were actually interviewed on those podcasts so we are excited about that so hopefully there'll be an awareness and people do make comments like oh you know afterwards we see like oh really excited to hear some Canadian ghost stories and Canadian creatures and yeah you know so people do want to hear that so that was kind of one of our main goals was to kind of put you know Canada and BC on the map like we have we have haunted places here too well that's <laughs> beautiful ones yes of course and we wanted to do that as well even then that's why we designed this book because mm-hmm. we wanted to actually document more information and present it and there is no Canadian magazine slash book I mean it's very hard to, to kind of say what this is because it's not a magazine it's not a book it's something very unique it's something very special do you want to just explain your thought process behind this why you know why did you want to come up with it what was your intention for it yeah well there's several facets of it really because um, initially we wanted to first present our photographs that was the main thing and then Gina who just is like in love with you know writing she's always wanted to publish something and um, she's had also um, sorts of like short stories published before in poetry but the thing is we wanted to actually do something that's truly Canadian something from our province from British Columbia and something that also people can enjoy. So our whole concept was, how can we combine history and the paranormal, but at the same time for it not coming across spooky, mm-hmm. you know, and um, we wanted to actually make it still worth your while, you know, so you can educate yourself. So we've, we've come up with this concept of a hybridized version of like a coffee table book. Mm-hmm. And along with, just like a magazine. So yeah, because it, it feels like that a format. magazine. Exactly. And um, essentially, um, just so everyone can sort of get a better idea, um, it's only me and Gina that are putting this book together. Yes. So and we do everything. We the writing, do literally photography, everything. We do, yeah, the writing. The design. Yeah, the design, everything. And even the special effects that you see in the book, too. Yeah, and all of it is places that um, we've pretty much um, visited in person. That's the other thing. We like to kind of talk about places that we visited in person. Um, A lot of places, you know, you pick up ghost books and there, you know, a a lot of places that are written about and there's nothing wrong with this that are written about that, you know, maybe a person didn't actually visit, but they've done the research and you can write about them. But 
for us to actually feel like we're taking you on our adventure, we need yes. to go on that adventure first. And then that's the thing we like to showcase the photos because we like to kind of make people feel like they're coming along with us for that moment. Like wherever we want to convey that yeah. atmosphere. So everyone can feel like they're coming with us. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So you can kind of see all the details and kind of see how we felt when we're in there and, and you learn about the history of the place. And, you know, hopefully that kind of come, it's, it's always a very personal visit for us too. Like it's just something that we're, really connected with um, either the location or the story behind it. You know, one of the places we talk about is the Vancouver police museum, mm -hmm. which is like one of like the largest police museum in North America. We didn't know that going in there, but then we started researching. We thought, wow, this place is really something. And, you know, they had a background in like the early parts of forensics and they mm -hmm. had a huge like hand in, you know, just laying the groundwork for like for future people. And it happened in Canada. So like people <laughs> should know about that kind of stuff exactly. because you know, you know, we're kind of quiet up here in Canada. Like people don't really always know about us up here, but there's a lot of exciting history. Um, some very sad and not so great history, which is, you know, something we also have to talk about. So all of those things. And going back to Vancouver police museum, um, we have our, actually what we call our very own Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Inspector Vance. Yes. So there's a history about him yes. as well. And he was never really a policeman, but he was an analyst for the city. He was looking after the the food and the, the food water and drug part, yeah, exactly. And and it's interesting how he got involved with the police, and he was doing investigation techniques that actually were probably more advanced than any other place that people, you know, yeah. Used. He like invented the the light that to like to detect to um, detect bodily fluids and exactly. all of that. Like people don't really, you know know that that was like a huge, huge breakthrough. I mean, you know, to the detriment eventually because the place closed because it was outsourced to different labs and things, you know, they do DNA testing these days and all that, but, you know, just some really exciting history and just mm -hmm. keeping those stories alive also Absolutely. proves that some of those cold cases, cause we do get into cold cases on at times, uh, they do, you know, they do get solved. Like, you know, just keeping that story alive. We just were really happy. Like, three or four months later to hear that these two boys that were like part of a cold case who nobody knew their names, they were actually finally identified through DNA testing and through all mm -hmm. that. And, you know, it's just kind of nice to kind of keep those, those types of stories out there because people think like, Oh, why would you keep writing about, you know, many writers probably write about like cold cases and this and that, but yeah, we want to keep those people's stories alive because we do want to give back either their names. We want to discover what happened to them and, you know, if there are hauntings, they're hauntings for a reason. Like maybe it's just some unfinished business and maybe we're part of kind of, you know, moving it closer to not, you know, to just being discovered. But what's fascinating is that like the cold case was years ago. Oh yeah. It was like 70 years and it's been haunting people. And like it's been haunting the police and, you know, nobody knew like where the mother of these people was or. Yeah. But, and the interesting thing too about it is that now, even to this day, we're talking about it yes we are you know and I love that I mean it's one of the it's one of the really poignant moments I think in 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 the book because it it's such a haunting story and to kind of have that resolution and you be able to put that across is I think really powerful and you're right there's something about telling those stories and keeping those stories alive mm -hmm. because they deserve to be for and sure. you do it with such heart. I mean, the book is so substantial. It is incredible quality. It is just hauntingly beautiful from the photography, the writing, the you know, the way it all kind of fits together and flows. You really do feel like you're going on this very special, 
personal, poignant adventure where you're just being taken into something very magical and being part of something and to have a glimpse of that story, that little bit of history, um, being able to to venture out into places that you can't see and to understand the hauntings and the things that are taking place in those locations, but then to also explore cryptids and these kind of other kind of tales. It just has so many different things and it is just you two in the book, your passions, your enthusiasm, they're just there in every single page. And it's stunning. It's gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you know, that really means a lot to us. And you know, that's kind of what Gina and I wanted to do is to sort of pour our hearts and our energy and our thoughts and all our everything we've learned so far in the last, you know, three, four years Mm -hmm. to put it all together in this book. But there are obviously future books coming out because there's several other volumes on, you know, on the horizon. And also, yeah, we don't really take for granted that when we're um, given access to some of these locations, it's not places that people typically get access to. Like we can, you know, like for the police museum, we got to go to the basement where they quite haven't figured out what they want to do with that. They do want to open it to the public eventually, but we got to see things sort of really frozen in a time capsule and that was really kind of chilling exciting and we're glad that we were able to put some of that out there because we don't know you know we can't ever take for granted that those places will be exactly like that you know forever and ever Mm -hmm. so we're kind of catching a glimpse of it and one day you know we've gone to places that are no longer standing or now they're documented exactly at least they're documented through photos and things like that so we also do it for that, like just to preserve mm-hmm. that history because it might not always be there like 20, 30 years from now. And that's our mission statement as yes. well. That's part of it. Yeah. Yes. I think it would be wrong to think for people that this is something that would only be enjoyed by people who who live in Canada. Right. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> it is just such a wonderful experience to dive into it because you are getting ghost stories, you're getting really incredibly researched history fascinating history of all kinds of of kind of different things creeping through you've got cryptids you've got the chance to see what other people are doing in the paranormal field Mm -hmm. so if you're really interested in that you've got Mm -hmm. sections in that way you can look at what others are doing and you're highlighting and showcasing their work you know it's it's a real treat to go from page to page it's surprising and exciting and it's oh, something unique. Like I said, I, I can't say I've seen something like this before. Mm-hmm. And I think anybody would enjoy it. You know, from diehard people within the paranormal field who are very enthusiastic to authors and writers and people who just like a good ghost story. Yeah, and even like, like photography or any of that absolutely. kind of stuff. So that's why we wanted to make it kind of appealing. Or if you like the odd interview, we kind of put that in there. You know, and, and the other little piece was that Crow Corner. We decided, you know, talk about our little... Uh, Victoria's uh, mascot and the pet crow that you know that kind of comes around you know and so we kind of thought well that would be kind of a cool you know thing that we kind of have in every issue too we can kind of everybody's interested in this crow so we thought well the crow has to have a highlight and and she is real she is real she comes and visits me as well so we wanted to share a little bit about her and um, you know that's kind of our goal too it's yeah we want to actually present historical information that's you know Canadian British Colombian but at the same time we we're definitely um, want to expand also by including others too and like Gina mm-hmm. mentioned too that's why we've got also like uh, interviews with people we're featuring other people who are also in this field from authors to podcasters to ghost hunters to anyone to spiritualists anyone who's interested 
So we will be featuring other people as well, not just from Canada. So we yeah, want to always... make it a wholesome book that everyone can sort of enjoy and relate to. Well, yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, that's why we want to put in like the little feature pages because it's kind of exciting to put those in because there's a lot of people doing some exciting stuff out there. Absolutely. So it just brings awareness. So it's a chance to really share, you know, other other people's stuff too. Yeah, we didn't want to copy anybody's format or their way of design. So we wanted to make something unique. Yeah. I say it just feels very personal and just you two in excellent in, in every page. And I think people are going to really, really love it. And I know the intention is that you're going to be bringing out a couple each year, aren't you? Um, yes, we are. Yeah, so exactly. that's, yeah. Hoping to reveal the second cover here in the next coming week. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got the cover design and the contents is being written as we speak. So <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And this is where all these wonderful locations that you're exploring, you know, these may be locations that feature in the future in, in other in other books that come out as part of this Definitely. series. It's exciting. And yes. again, it, it's I can't stress enough. It is such a treat because everything is so well done. The photography, the the artwork, the the writing, it all just seamlessly blends together. Oh, and it's somewhere something that will just look beautiful on your bookshelf, on your table, by your bedside, yes. in your living room. It's gorgeous. Yes. I mean, I keep showing it to everybody because yeah. it is so stunning. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, no, thank, thank you. you. I'm glad it, you know, came across because, yeah, that's what we were exactly what we were hoping for when people touch it and see it that, you know, even though it's kind of local that people will be able to still enjoy, you know, reading about the locations, you know, and feel like maybe they're taking a little trip too. Because, you know, let's face it, a lot of us haven't traveled no. and, you know, are still sort of just getting slowly into that because everything's a little chaotic, chaotic out there. But yeah, this can kind of help you just kind of come along with us on our, on our ghostly historic adventures. And then hopefully this books too, as we continue to um, design more volumes, it should also be like a little guidebook. So mm -hmm. for as people like to start traveling and they can go out places, well, you know, take a look at British Columbia, look at Canada, see mm -hmm. what we've got to offer. And we've got a lot of spooky areas and we've got also like some interesting history. And um, also, like we mentioned, we've got even um, paranormal groups here. So yeah, exactly. I kind of feel as well as being in bookstores and um, all of those kind of obvious places for books, don't you feel it, it needs to be at an airport or as part of like a travel package where you get given it so that if you really oh, are interested that in this, would be amazing. you already so, can kind of like on a map work out from here where you're going and which places you're so going So any to big travel company is listening <laughs> right now, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're not opposed to like having like a wider distribution, just saying. Airports, <laughs> ferries as well. Mm -hmm. But that would be my idea of a really good holiday. Like literally someone's giving me something that I can then take with me as to help on my little adventure tour of somewhere oh, because sure. you know th these are the things that you need to know about if you're going to a place isn't it you know these are the oh, locations yeah. you want to explore and if not I yeah, whether you're going from a ghostly standpoint or just historical standpoint yeah. there's just a lot of fascinating places so if you're you know somebody who's who also is an enthusiast and likes to take pictures or likes to you know discover new things it's you know it's there for the it's there for the viewing for sure and you know it's funny because Gina and I both like I would say that we really love the title of the book mm -hmm. the evenings and avenues hauntings and the outskirts because mm -hmm. many of our authors that are local here 
they quite often focus on the downtown area, usually Vancouver. Mm-hmm. But um, we like to actually look more on the outskirts of things. So, yes. and this is just perfect. And and you know, you don't after after all, you don't have to really say that something can be haunted. Mm-hmm. The history can be haunting as well. It doesn't necessarily mean that there are ghosts in there. Mm-hmm. So evenings and avenues, hauntings in the outskirts. That's wonderful. We love it. We love yeah. that title. We get excited over that one. <laughs> I was going to ask about it next, actually, because I just think it is, it's very clever. And again, it, it feels like you're being taken on an adventure. It, it kind of fits yes. that whole theme. You know, you're being taken down these pathways to these locations. You see it. The photography shows you. You get to experience it. But then the words draw you in, you know, you can experience these locations, the hauntings in all the places that you take people to. And some of them are in little obscure places out of the way, you may be maybe yes. not so well known. And yet you're bringing them to life. You're bringing them right into the spotlight. And again, I think there's something very beautiful and powerful and poignant in that, that they're having that mm. moment because these locations are beautiful and they've got a real story to tell. They do. And we're so thrilled that recently we've been able to actually go on like on a historic train trip and do a ghost hunt. We've been out like on a three hour, like um, old 1950s uh, wooden ship that was refurbished. We got to go down the Fraser River, which is like the main river in BC. Like it goes on for miles and has incredible like gold rush history and fishing you know and fishing and ca- yes well. and it's very, amazing yes and just many different people from all over the world you know settled here and worked on you know worked at the canneries and you know some great stories some not so great stories some sad stories but you know we've just kind of experienced that ourselves as well because you get into that pioneering spirit when you're actually there right. you know and you're like thinking okay so this is how people got around you know it wasn't super easy or super convenient all the time because you know if you wanted to go from anywhere from point a to point b you had to take a train it took a while and you know you get to actually feel and listen to all the sounds and all the you know just everything about it the smells and you could kind of just want to experience the whole thing so even if you're you know writing maybe a ghost story but you can kind of incorporate you know just the actual you know how you felt kind of going in the footsteps and you look at pictures of people like on those trains or boats or ships that stood there at that very same spot where you stood, you know, and they were there in the early 1900s, late 1800s. And here we are again in this day and we're just kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, following along in their footsteps. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of gives you the chills a bit. It gives you like a different perspective. It 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 does. It gives you like a a vision of what, how people felt that. that, that Oh yeah. And you look at pictures of people and and you think like, oh, these people are sort of, you know, the people that real people were there at that, you know, way like a hundred, 200 years before us. And even before that, you know, when you talk about like indigenous history, those, you know, that's been here for thousands of years. So when you're, you kind of keep that in mind because it kind of drives the motivation to kind of, you know, share that because Mm -hmm. it's really important to know that, you know, it's not just this moment in time, but it's, you know, you're capturing like hopefully, you know, the, the pioneers and people who were here before. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's got something for everybody. You know, when you look through the book, there is something for everyone. And again, I think that's, that's something a little bit unusual, you know. It really does have such a wide variety of of things to really dive into and to kind mm-hmm. of just get drawn into those stories um, in each section. And you know, I I guess that was your intention to just really showcase Canada, Canada's history, Canada's paranormal, 
Canada's mystery and and kind of lure and yes. all the totally. things that make totally. it exciting, the story. Yeah, because even the legends and folklore, you know, like yeah. the, some of the creatures, like are they real? Are they not real? But, you know, the stories are there. People yes. have been seeing things. So we've just kind of, you know, we talked to people in recent times who had experiences. We researched, you know, past experiences. And there's just a lot of fascinating fascinating stuff out there that we maybe just well, don't know about exactly. it's a mystery and we're just like learning as we go too mm -hmm. so that's really good that's educational for us as well oh i know and the people we talk to are interesting so that's part of it is just talking to oh, you know and people others. love to share information oh when, they do once they find out what we're doing oh they do um, they're very open and i have to say too they they are not really scared to share a ghost story or two like no. they don't feel awkward about it after when they find out what we're doing Mm -hmm. And I think, too, it's just kind of making sure that when we share this stuff and we tell people what we're doing, we usually kind of direct them to the book so that mm -hmm. they know it's not like it's not sensationalized. It's not anything that's over the top. It's like kind of what we hear and what we've experienced. And it's not going to be like, you know, um, it's it's not going to be like exaggerated. You know, if there's activity, there's activity. If there's not, we're going to write about the history and just say, you know, we've heard ghost stories, but we've never experienced anything there or whatever the case might be. So it's just going to be an kind of an honest account of what Absolutely. our experience has been yeah. and the things that have been told to us. But I think it makes it very authentic. And I think you're doing real justice to these locations because you're not sensationalizing them. Mm. They are beautiful as they are and you are presenting them as they are and you're showcasing them as they are. And not only that, just that, there's this kind of feeling that you're giving back to these places. You know, you're really telling their stories. And the fact that it is so community-based, that it's published and, you know, created, printed locally, mm -hmm. that you're giving these stories back into the community, the local bookstores, that, you know, that you're going into places to share these with people. I mean, it just has this real kind of feeling from the heart that, you, you know, you're really trying to share the beauty of what's around you the history of what's around you and give back to your community and that's really been you know something that you two have been very much invested in about just highlighting Canada and and these beautiful places of heritage and and intrigue and mystery and supernatural and you know giving this back to the community to help help these locations you know to to really elevate them and give them something so that they're going to have people coming wanting to see them time and time again. Oh, for right? sure. For sure. Yeah. It's beautiful. Definitely. And we're, we're enjoying it, enjoying our, our little journey this way. And, um, you know, learning about also about our province, learning about our communities and even getting in touch and making connections with, with the people, as Gina said, like sometimes we have to uh, make arrangements, special arrangements to go see these places, you know? So we're always being, trying to be very, you know, res respectful uh, we don't want to ever like um, trespass or do anything. We want to actually try to make sure that we go about things the right way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And to collect all this information and try to make sure as accurate as possible. So we also try to do like uh, we sort of have our journal journalistic approach mm -hmm. to try to research. We try to talk to various people. Um, we also like to talk to the curators, the people who look after the archives Um you know, we try to get as much information as possible, but to be very accurate as well. Mm -hmm. 
And then we get to visit some of our favorite places or just cemeteries because a lot of information <laughs> we get from there. So, oh, lovely. you know, yeah. talk about that. So that's, that's always kind of fun too. It just, our research takes us down the rabbit hole oftentimes Honestly, and it's yeah. so much fun. So we are glad that that is coming through. Before we head back to the podcast where we're going to continue chatting with Gina and Victoria, just a reminder that the podcast also puts out weekly content over on Patreon in the forms of mini-podcasts, writings and lots more. It will also give you access to exclusive stickers and other perks. If you're interested in some additional content, as well as supporting the podcast, why not head on over to Patreon? The link is also in the podcast description notes. You will gain the entire back catalogue of materials as well as future content. And with the spooky season just around the corner, there's going to be lots planned for the month of October. So if you want more spooky content, head on over and check it out. And now let's get back to the episode. What's so beautiful that because this is a series as opposed to a standalone book, you know, there are surprises to look forward to in, you know, future publications. The fact that this had me intrigued with each page as to what was coming next, knowing that that's something that I can expect with all the future ideas that you've got mapped out for the next books in the series because yeah. this is only volume one. You know, it that's, is. again, something exciting. It really feels like you can invest in a very good high quality book with mm -hmm. so much content because there is so much writing content so much beautiful photography colored photography glossy like it's just sublime and to know that you're going to be able to experience that more than once is is a real privilege and a real treasure to look forward to oh, yeah, and uh, yeah I can't wait because there's so many so many more untapped stories that I think there oh, are. We've got in the future. And also we want to mention too that these are like really extremely limited editions. I mean, we're, you know, we're not a big printing press. They are very expensive for us to do. So we do print just a small, you know, about 500 copies. So if people really want one, it's not just like a sales gimmick, but if you do want one, I mean, they are going rather quickly. We have like a, you know, a little bit of them left. We have a couple like smaller boxes mm -hmm. left of them, but I mean, once they're gone, we're not going to like reprint again because no. they are, they are costly to produce this way. You know, we're not a big manufacturer that we don't have a publisher. We don't have, you know, so whatever's out there is going to be, you know, hopefully one day, like if people have like the little collection of, as they keep they can growing the value of them. As exactly. Well. It's not going to be something that's going to be just found anywhere. So yes, I will be, you know, eventually putting um, a listing on Amazon here, yeah. probably um, mid September for the people who do like to shop on there, but yeah, get in contact with us. Cause we just have been, you know, really easily shipping them. Uh, you know, people just PayPal, e-transfer, whatever you want to do. And then we just send it to you. Cause, and a lot of times we can ship for, for, for free. So, and we do have some local bookstores as well that carry our books. So you can also go on our website as well and uh, look under our sub-menu shop and you can find the list of books. And I'm sure they can either um, also ship you a copy as well internationally. Yeah, a lot of them do problem. ship worldwide. So if you like a more anonymous approach, I know we don't have really a platform on our website to do that, like to just, you know, put the stuff in the cart and then check out and all that. So it's, but um, yeah, we definitely have ways to to get you this book if you love it. So 
Well, it's definitely one I recommend. Absolutely, 100%. It's beautiful. And like I said to you, I just keep showing it to everybody. And, you know, I love your cryptid section because, you know, we have obviously Nessie here in the UK. But there are so many more cryptids out there. And Canada has some really wonderful, weird... weird We do, and we only touched on a handful of them, because there are, across the country, there's even more than that, so hopefully we can sneak a few in every so often, just, you know. Do you have a favourite cryptid? A favourite? That's a hard question, because there are so many. I think I sort of like the Shuswagi. That's kind of my favorite. It's oh, yeah. like a sea serpent. So, and we just recently discovered that one when we were doing research on that. Yes. And um, it's it's here in British Columbia. He lives in a lake, apparently. And um, people see a lot of sightings of the Shuswagi. Mm-hmm. And it's like a sea serpent that's probably about 30 to 50 feet long. Mm-hmm. And um, it, like the sightings go back to about 1904. And then until now, the most mm-hmm. recent time of 2018. And I, I think he's kind of cute, just the description of it a little bit, because um, they say that it has like, a, it looks like a water bear. Yes. It's like got like a fur on it a little bit. So yeah, I would say it's a, it's a friendly, cute cryptid, I think, <laughs> at this point. Nobody has uh, documented anything that mm-hmm. it was really mean or anything or, did, you know, never killed anybody. So I think I like the lizard man just because I like the just... I don't know how he how he's just described too. Like he's sort of sort of like a stockier cryptid, and he's kind of scaly. And I don't know. Like some kids said that they that he chased them, and that was back in the seventies. And actually, the newspaper and on the island actually did a major story, and like the Royal Canadian Mounted Police got involved, and you know everybody <laughs> kind of checked it out. And then one of the kids said that they actually. Um, lied about it there was a hoax and all that but then some other guys saw him they some guys fishing saw like this they said it looked like a humanoid lizard that came out of the water and they saw it sort of look around and they took off because they saw it sort of come you know look around and go back into the water but i don't know you always kind of wonder like is there something out there that's kind of an anomaly and you know those stories about the lizard man they're not really sensationalistic like you know they're just very they almost sound very casual and ordinary so it doesn't even seem like it's really made up no like you just don't know what's out there so i don't know those stories kind of intrigue us too like even local legends and folklore and yeah so who knows like we do have some interesting ones we have a lot more across canada but we just touched on like the handful of like some of the more unique ones that Mm -hmm. you know we we have a few sea serpents too that are kind of fun too so but again i think this is what the beauty of the book is you know you're kind of peeling back layers and just revealing things in these little hidden places and in these outskirts and you know just shining light on them giving them that attention because you know canada's got such rich and diverse folklore and superstitions and mystery and intrigue and stories and paranormal and here it is just in a book well and the thing is just just thinking about the expanse of the country too we Mm -hmm. don't have a huge population so we still do have a lot of remote wilderness there's a lot of like unexplored Mm -hmm. places and there's you know, just some interesting um, natural geographical elements too that are that are interesting to write about and explore because they're you know just there, there's just a lot of sight to be seen out there. So for somebody who's a kind of a true explorer, you know, just uh, 
come on up. You know, it's not always snowing up here. So we just, you know, it is very accessible. <laughs> it, very true. We have four distinct seasons. So we do, especially on the Pacific yeah. Northwest side of things. So, but yeah, there's even Eastern Canada we hear is beautiful. Like all the maritime provinces have their own folklore. Right. And if you want to check that out and, you know, really excited if you do do your trip to um, Toronto, you'll have a great time because that's very historic out there. A lot of haunted places. But again, I think this is what is so beautiful about what you've got the opportunity to do, because it really is the first. There is nothing like this in Canada at the moment. No. You know, you really do have the opportunity to take people on these different adventures through different seasons. You know, stories that come up seasonally, things that happen in yes. maritime places, in, um, you know, more urban areas. I mean, you've got so much scope and it's just incredibly exciting and I'm just mm -hmm. so glad you've done it because it's yeah. just a brilliant, brilliant project. And I think well, now we're on a roll. So I now we've got momentum going exactly. and, you know, hopefully uh, we, we kind of keep doing it. And so people can kind of uh, keep learning about all our history and, and our actually, ghosts. Actually, Michelle, you touched on that perfectly because it's true. We don't ever like we don't have anything that's anything remotely that comes out that is like a magazine with paranormal subject. Anything. No, no, nothing like, like anything that. like that's truly historical. No. And yeah. And just being able to put Canada on the map, you know, to Absolutely. bring people outside of Canada, but also from within Canada who don't know these these stories, just oh, allow yes. it to be known is just... Oh, yeah, yeah we have a lot of local sure. people that end up messaging us and saying, oh, I've never been there to this mm -hmm. place. I have to check it out the next time I'm like, you know, passing mm -hmm. through because they, they aren't aware. And, you know, a lot of us have lived here for a while. And I think that's the one thing about the pandemic that was good is that we sort of explored our own backyard and we learned like, Oh wow, there's fascinating stories to be told. Let's so just tell people. This. Exactly. We're sharing them now. Encouraged to well, go take a look as well. Well, sometimes we can really overlook the beauty that we have in our own community. You know, oh, the things sure. that are in our back, uh, in our backyard, you know, mm. we can forget that we've got wonderful things in the places that we live. And, and mm. I think you're right. The pandemic in some ways made us appreciative of what we have in our community oh, yeah. and you know you're bringing that love to love on the page for Canada and it's yes. just great did you have a favorite section that you really really enjoy just you know, piecing together I, I don't know if other people do this I'm gonna throw this out there but do other people like read their own books over and over again too because we actually have read many of our sections over, like we touch them and we're like, we're sort of in awe with our own book. I know that sounds sort of maybe, I don't <laughs> but know. I, but we're, I, can know. I can understand why. Because but seeing I, it on print, seeing yeah, it all compiled something, and, you know, exactly. all, with everything in there. So God, it's all favorite exciting. section. I would say I like some of the... Um, I like all of it, but I, I kind of go back to like some of the um, Victoria section, like the haunted capital, like all the island. Yes. Yeah. Cause we've got, you know, some interesting stuff there and just some interesting history and some, you know, a fascinating cemetery or two, a haunted park, but yeah, all, all of them. It's really hard to pick a section cause they're all so, they're all so different. different. Yeah. I actually, I probably would say one of my favorites is actually the features that we do on people. Oh yeah. I love it. Oh yeah. You know, just because they're all very unique. They've got all different skills. They've got all different things that they do. And, you know, they all have stories to share. So it's exciting to give them sort of a spotlight and a feature too. And um, I like the paranormal picnic. Mm -hmm. I like it. It's fun. It's, you know, like interviewing people. So that's exciting. And I liked our photo album. 
yes. at the very end. Oh, I love that. It, 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 it just made it really makes... personal. Yeah, you could yeah. really, you could see the fun. And that'll you know? be kind of a, a stationary thing too in each issue. We're going to like the last little bit is going to be just kind of a recap and some fun things that we've done. And for us, it's kind of exciting too, because actually when we write about it, we sort of relive it all over again. Yeah. We get to enjoy it because sometimes when you're there on location, you're just so focused on either like getting some evidence if we're ghost hunting or if we're getting, if we're doing photos or talking to people, we're kind of, you know, engrossed in that. Mm-hmm. And then sort of when we step away for a bit and forget about it and then we go back, we get to kind of experience it all over again, Nostalgia, which is kind of, yeah, right. It is. Exactly. And we get to look through all our stuff and like oh. listen to things we've, you know, maybe if we've gotten some EVPs or something somewhere, you know, it's just kind of, we get to enjoy it from stepping back a little bit. And I think the photo album really does take people with us basically on, oh, yeah. on the adventure yeah. because it gives us a slight glimpse of where we were, what we were doing and personalizes it a little bit too. So they can see what we're up to and you know, where we've been and, you know, just a few action shots. So and we like designing nice. everybody's page. That was fun because oh, we I told people it. like, if you've got a design in mind, you can, or yeah. we'll design it for you. And if you love it, we'll just kind of include it. So it was fun to kind of, just you know, kind everything. of design like everybody's little feature page Absolutely. was really fun too. So. And I loved my little page. Thank you. It oh, was just. Looked, yeah. We kind of gave, came, amazing. came up it. with the idea of Gorgeous. like, the, like of the podcast, you're like keeping all your, you know, Instagram little, and everything. Polaroids. <laughs> it was stunning. It was absolutely stunning and such a surprise and so sweet and thoughtful. And I think there's something really special about what you're also trying to do within the paranormal community. And, you know, Amanda Woomer, who we both know also is doing the same kind of thing. And yes. there are others where, you know, just allowing the, the community to come together in some ways and and mm-hmm. and yes. work together and showcase what others are doing rather than it just being something that's done in isolation. I think, you know, the more we all co- collaborate and, and help each other and kind of unite with each other and work yes. together and talk about what we're doing and, and share experiences, the better the field becomes, you know. Well, and honestly, we have we probably couldn't have really done this without like um, seeing every what everybody else is doing because it's sort of inspiring at the same time. Like when you mm-hmm. see everybody and doing stuff and being excited about it, and you you know it is just you know it's an online community, but it's still like you get to see you know you get to see people excited. So it kind of helped to keep us going and inspired with our goals too mm-hmm. because we're like, okay, there are people who do actually appreciate this. You know, maybe not everybody's going to get the book, but there there are people out there who appreciate kind of, you know, having your own unique slant on yeah, your paranormal research, right? Because mm-hmm. it's all very personal. Some people do a lot of great videos and some people do a lot of great interviews. And, you know, so this is kind of like we found our little thing and that's going to be kind of, you know, hopefully what people will get to appreciate as well. I love it. Do you want to just remind people again as to how they can get their hands on a copy? Where should they look? Uh, definitely our website at hauntedhistorybc.com. And we are also, you can reach us on social media as well. And um, as Gina said, we're happy to do PayPal, e-transfer, whichever is most comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. And we can, um, you can find us at Twitter at hauntedhistory2 with the number two. And then our Instagram is haunted underscore history underscore BC. Fantastic. I just think people need to find you because your content is so wonderful. It's so rich. It's so diverse. And there's always exciting things that you're putting out there. And I think they're going to be, you know, insightful because they may very well be little glimpses into future 
future books Um, so it gives them a little kind of hint of maybe things that you're doing and places that you're visiting that may end up somewhere and you know I mean I say it's just so rich it's so incredible what you're doing and the content you put out there it's amazing well thank you have you got anything else exciting coming up in the next few months that we 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 should know about and yeah, look for? We've got some locations but of course um macabre number four, number four. Yes. We've, got, we've got we've got a great article in there um called um their stories are told in branches and bones and where we do a really nice um feature on cemeteries and the folklore behind like the shrubs and trees in a cemetery. So we kind of focused on, you know, just when you go into a cemetery, the first thing you see is is the grave markers and things, but the, the vegetation actually has fascinating history and purpose and they have, and they have stories which kind of carry over to today. So Mm -hmm. we kind of did a nice little, you know, something very different in there that that so, was a little bit of uh i would say one of my favorites because as a botanist yes because so you did a lot I, of the research on that one so yes you all researched the all the different the trees. trees and yes yeah, so we kind of have some nice folklore about cemeteries and the shrubberies i can't wait to get my hands on it and to read it because just the title alone is intriguing but cemeteries and and the things that they planted in them are fascinating the trees Absolutely. the flowers the whole the whole thing it was it was it was very carefully chosen. It, it, it speaks a lot. And I kind of done a little bit of research and put things on um, the the website for Haunted yeah. History Chronicles podcast, you know, the, the blog that we, we have. We did see that mm-hmm. one. Yes. But there's huge amounts. Excellent. There are literally so, there's so much information and it's just fascinating to a subject to dive into so I'm glad that there's going to be something in the book featuring that in in a more in-depth way and as I say the the title is just something that springs off the page and screams to be read doesn't it you know it's a, yeah it's a well and title. we just love the cover too I have yes. to say the cover like the the reveal of the cover of these feminine macabres is always like we're just kind of on pins and needles like always waiting for the next one and it's gorgeous it's beautiful I think it's my favorite cover reveal to be honest yeah, um, it's, it's that got that vintage like vibe it's got that beautiful red it's it's very oh. macabre it's very gothic feeling um, yes very gothic that's just it and even mind. like with the subject matter like even our article like we are just like oh my god that is going to be so beautiful we're going to be really excited sure. to yes. display that one as well so yeah, yes stunning. and they just make such wonderful little collections on a bookshelf because oh, you know do. each each one is different each book is very different and and the cover is very different and so oh, they, yeah and, and they, the articles in there oh my goodness just unbelievable so yeah, we yeah, just readable. yes can't wait to read them can't wait to tell people just grab <laughs> one too just you yeah. know while you're at it it's but, you know, the, the spooky season's coming. You need some reading yeah. material. The weather's going to be bad. So Yeah, there's lots to look books. forward to. But the, the Feminine Macabre is due in September. So for people yes. who haven't heard yes. about it or seen about it yet, keep your eyes out for it. It, yeah. will be, it will be available from September at some point. And they're just great collections. There are some great things to, to dive in if you kind of step into taking mm-hmm. a look at those books and buying them and seeing what people have put out already and the one that's coming in September they're great yeah Um, and we've got some personal spooky events so that's going to be really fun we've got mm -hmm. some locations we're gonna um you know one haunted location we're going to in October we're gonna spend like four days there so that'll be really really cool we'll like in-depth investigate and I'm sure days I think we'll be yeah so it'll be just a week before Halloween yeah we'll actually be (laughs) staying there it's like kind of an old courthouse and it's haunted and so we'll be kind of 
we'll, we'll come, we'll be there with a, another group or two. So that'll be really fun too. So yeah. Oh, I can't wait for you and to see what else you get up to on your oh, many yeah. adventures. Oh yes, definitely. Uh, we'll we'll keep everybody sure. posted. Yes. <laughs> Literally. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. It's just always incredible to talk to you. Um, it is as much talking with friends as it is talking with two incredible people within the paranormal field who write wonderful things and share wonderful things. So thank you so much for coming along and chatting about Evenings and Avenues. Thank you for having thank us you, and Michelle. for the beautiful yes. raving reviews and all that. So we do appreciate it. So yeah, we we're love, happy. There's we a love few connecting again with you. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I'm going to continue shoving it in people's faces and saying, "Look at this beautiful book." <laughs> oh no, a few copies have gone to the UK. So you yeah. know, we know if there's any people listening out there, please just uh, we'll be happy to ship you a copy. Oh, and if anybody has an interest of being featured, just let us know. Yeah. We're, we are always open to having, you know, people featured there if, of all walks of life. So no problem. So just reach out, email us, reach us on social media. Yes. Can't wait. Honestly, I can't wait to see everything else that comes um, in the near future, but also in the, the more distant future, because I think it's very exciting and uh, I can't wait to see it. So thank you so much, ladies. I will. You're very welcome. We're happy to share. Thank you so much. Say goodbye and say goodbye to everyone. Bye, Bye. Everyone. Bye, everyone. If you like this podcast, there's a number of things you can do. Come and join us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Spread the word about us with friends and family. Leave a review on our website or other podcast platforms. To support the podcast further, why not head on over to join us on Patreon where you can sign up to gain a library of additional material and recordings, and in the process know you're helping the podcast continue to put out more content. On a final note, if you haven't read it already, then you can find my piece In Search of the Medieval in Volume 3 of The Feminine Macabre over on spookeats.com or via Amazon. Links to the book will also be in the episode description. Thank you everyone for your amazing support. Mm -hmm.